Hello, and welcome to another episode of Future Tech Chat. Every week on Future Chat, we sit down to talk about science and technology with a discussion centered on a new and exciting topic in one of those two fields. My name is Robert Trell, and I'm joined, as usual, by my cousin Mike. We're just a couple of tech enthusiasts who love to learn and talk about the latest and greatest science and tech developments. I hope you're excited to join us today while we talk about brand new gadgets. We're very, very fortunate to be joined today by Nicholas Maddox, a man whose lack of interest in new gadgets means he's only here today because he loves us. We're, we're also potentially joined by a very special guest, Matt Starosti, but he's living on the other side of the world right now, and uh, if we can't keep a low-latency connection with him, we might just have to skip this one. Just a few topics we hope to cover this week are, what are the newest gadgets coming out in September? How all these new smartwatches will eventually fit into our lives? And which new smartphone you should buy if you're due for an upgrade, or if you're impatient, like me. Join us as we jump headlong into the future of tech. It's going to be a fun show. Okay. How's everybody doing? Couldn't be better. <laughs> I, I realize that I, I ended love you guys. music very, very abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was no fade in at all. No, no fade in, no fade out, nothing. Getting right into this. That's how we do it here. Uh, so, we're here today because... Uh, because Mike and I want to talk about gadgets. <laughs> and Nick, we are going to get you excited about at least one of these new phones, smartwatches, something. We're going to get was, you excited today. That's There my was goal. exactly one thing I saw that I was actually kind of interested in. But we'll talk. We will yeah. talk. Because <laughs> if there's one thing we do on this show... It's talk. <laughs> that's 90% that's of it at least. Uh, so I, I kind of want to start by giving an overview of the, the things that are coming, but I don't really want to do the comprehensive list thing yet. So maybe let's each go through, well, each. Um, Mike, you'll start and tell us what you're most excited about. Okay. Um, well, for those who don't know, there was the IFA, IFA, I think everyone's pronouncing it IFA, so we'll go with IFA. The uh, IFA 2014, uh, I guess trade show tech conference thing in uh, Berlin, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, basically it's kind of the time for all the companies to release their, you know, tech gadget, new phones, new smartwatches, new tablets, um, kind of just a stage to be doing that and make those announcements. You know, each, a lot of these companies now do their own kind of thing, like with the WWDC and IO and that kind of thing, but... It sounds like, especially with Google this year, they focus more on developers and, and that kind of thing and save the gadgets and that kind of thing for, for a bit later in the year, I guess. Um, but anyway, I guess getting down to business, they, they released a whole bunch of new new uh, gadgets and devices. Um, so obviously, you know, everyone was anticipating the Moto 360, and uh, that was kind of announced slash released earlier, but it was officially released uh, just this past week. And it's already sold out, so if you're hoping to get your hands on one, you'll have to wait a bit longer. Yeah, um, it was like three been... hours or something? Yeah, I don't think it was even released in Canada. And it's just no, just the already, States. Just the States, and it's already gone. Um, then you have you know, all the other all the other smartwatches, the G-Watch R. Um, the Samsung released their Gear S, which is a standalone device. Um, has its own uh, 3G radio, so we'll be able to make its own calls and data so connection from that way. Hold on. Which one are you most excited about? Which I one am I most excited about? What? Okay. 
I'm excited. I'm excited <laughs> for. I think I'm I'm excited for smartwatches in general, and I'm holding out for the iWatch or Apple Watch or whatever you want to call it. Um, holding out for that to make a final decision on which one I I want to buy. I think right now it's between the Asus Zen Watch and the uh, the G Watch R, and the 360 still kind of in there, but I'm I'm on the fence about it. And maybe so it's, hopefully it's by falling behind already in your mind. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the show I'll I'll have a better better idea of what I'd go with. But definitely the to see what Apple comes out with with their uh, wearable um, watch device and uh, just to see kind of the response after that for the second gen devices too. Interesting. Yeah. I just want to say I feel like it's a little unfair asking Mike to pick one favorite when there no, no, we'll are so many fantabulous gadgets out there. It's true. We're starting with one. It's like pick your favorite. You just file. down the list describing each of them. Because they're all my favorites. <laughs> so you still didn't pick one, but I guess you're waiting, and then you'll make the decision. <laughs> okay, let's let's say the. Either the black G Watch R or the 360. Okay. And the Zen Watch uh, um, is a close second. Okay. After those two. So, Nick, you said Rob. you're excited about one thing. Which which one is it? Oh, it's uh, I don't actually remember the name of it. <laughs> well, describe it. Then. It's we'll the uh, it's the smartphone with the curved edge at one oh, side. Yeah, Samsung Edge. Yes. Note edge. <clears throat> the Note Edge, I should say. Yeah, and I suppose I'm more excited for that brand of technological development than, like, that phone itself. But I feel like that would be just, you know, a perfect add-on to the smartphone system as it is now. So I feel like that's a great place to put notifications that doesn't take up valuable real estate on the main screen. Yeah. That's my favorite. I think it's less gimmicky than the the G-Flex was. I think with the the curved screen, yeah, that, yeah, that G Flex, like it, it didn't so gimmicky. It, it didn't add a whole bunch of value that that the Edge does potentially. I don't think. Okay. People are saying that. Well, at least what I heard. And being left-handed, this really makes me sad. There's no left-handed version. You just have the one that you can't use if you're left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> like it's well, not you, it's, the Edge part isn't useful to you. If you want to quash out or squash out undesirable traits in the human race, you don't encourage <laughs> sinister behavior, Rob. <laughs> Thank you for that. I know I, a lot uh, of the uh, no problem. You might be evil. No problem. A lot of the rumors that were going around about the edge was they thought there might be both edges had edges because they only ever showed leaked screenshots of the one. But they're like, oh, there's probably another one, but obviously not. Yeah, not so far. It, it wouldn't be very good to reduce... Like, the Note itself has a very niche market. The Note Edge um, would have an even more niche market. And if you go to left-handed people with the Note Edge, it's like it's like 30 people. <laughs> I think the, the Note's really not a niche market anymore. Like, no, but it is. It's, it's not. It's not. Like, you see lots of people buying the Note. I've never seen... I've seen... I think I've seen one of them in circulation, in, like, on the bus one. And, like, there there are literally, I literally see 20 to 30 iPhones for every Samsung device. iPhones are, they're a fashion accessory. 
You said you wanted to get one. <laughs> what? Well, because of its tech. Most people don't even want it because of its tech. Is this cool? I guess so. I guess that's true. Most people who are buying them are buying them on contract, so it's yeah. it's not this massive purchase. Um, I was gonna say I don't know the. I am. I'm going to. I've put money aside. I'm going to upgrade to the next iPhone because that's sort of my thing. Uh, if I had one definable quality, it would be that I have the latest phone. <laughs> and so I'm not really excited for that. Like, it's going to happen, but I'm not... I'm only, I'm looking forward to trying out all the new stuff, and hopefully we'll, we'll talk about all the stuff that happened this weekend about that we now know about the phone, or at least confirm a little better. But uh, I'm most excited about this the new Motorola Hint, the little Bluetooth thing that, like, is oh. literally inside your ear. Yeah. Like CIA style. Yeah, I don't know how they got ten hours of battery life out of that. It's it's ten after two additional charges. It's three, and then it gets two more charges out of its little case. Oh, is that what the ten yeah. hour number came from? Yeah, I know. And and people keep using oh ten hours, ten hours. Like you have to charge it twice to get that ten hours. Yeah. It doesn't count as battery life if you have to charge it. No. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's interesting in that it like it goes in your ear and it it knows when it's in your ear to turn on yeah. and it knows when it's out of your ear to turn off. Yeah. I, no. I, Sir, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I hope they have a function where you can put it to sleep when it's in your ear mm-hmm. and then you can touch to like turn it on, like because it has that little capacitive like yeah. thing on the outside. Fine. So if you can like touch that and it like activates. Like, even if it's not just always on, just, like, touch and be like, oh, okay, Google, and then you can do your thing. But just what's not on all the time if it's in your ear. Because ideally, yeah. yeah, you're just able to leave it in your ear and not have to worry about taking it out to charge it. So, if I may, like, uh, I feel as though, are you familiar with the concept of the singularity? I think mm-hmm. it's referred to as the singularity. Self-awareness of technology? Yeah, well, like, uh, or, you know technology will meld thoroughly with humans kind of thing, and then we won't really be either. I feel like that's where Rob's excitement really comes from, because that thing going inside his ear is getting that little step closer to being a cyborg. Yeah, well, I mean, I was actually going to mention, because we were talking about gadgets... There's no denial there, it's just, well, yeah, that's the dream. (laughs) You, You are more cyborg than I am. Yeah, you have titanium inside of you. Oh my god, fantastic development on that. I think we should talk about it on the show because it is totally worth talking about. Right now or at some point in the future? Right now. Okay, go ahead. No, uh, I figured out this week, uh, if I'm walking on it, I can make a reasonable guess at the humidity. Because, like, I thought that the pain was coming from, like, barometric pressure swings or something like that, because that's what us- what it usually is, but apparently humidity causes bone to swell, which, odd, but okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I was able to guess a couple times within, like, 2%. Serious? 2%? You numbers? Sorry? Like, I was guessing at, like, you know, uh, 70, 75, 80, 85, 90, 95... And then wow. 100 is raining, so that's not fair. But <laughs> my hip can tell when it's raining because <laughs> rain falls on it and it gets wet. <laughs> um, so you have uh, you have a sensor now, yeah. like a very good 
extra sensor that most other people don't have. Yeah, I would rather themselves. not have it, but I do have it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're a cyborg. Yeah, it's like a gadget. <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking, like, I wonder if you could have like a biofeedback gadget. For I'm stuff sure like that'll that. happen at so some you're, point. You're closer to being Inspector Gadget than you think. Yeah. I'd like to think I'm a little more competent. <laughs> Not from an intellectual sense, but an integrated yeah. technology yeah, into no. your body sense. I imagine my darling, my darling Kaya would be my, is it Penny? Yeah. Who's his assistant that actually does everything? Penny, Isn't Penny yeah. the daughter or the niece? I think Penny's That's the That's what we're talking about, the assistant. She's always helping him out. Yeah. Right. But girlfriend, <laughs> so sorry, like... girlfriend to niece analogy may not kind of falls apart there. <laughs> it was the assistant aspect. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> I love digressions. <laughs> let's talk because I let's talk about what I'm interested in first, because I'm sure you guys will will want to jump in and make comparisons to Android in the things that I'm talking about with probably. iOS. I don't know next... what you're going to say, but probably. <laughs> the next phone. So the next iPhone has an amazing tech innovation where they've put a chip that will allow you to just basically swipe the chip against a payment processing pad and make payments. Wait, so, so it's they're, brand they're, they're getting Apple. NFC? No phone has ever had it before. <laughs> Whoa, jump all over that one. No, but expecting that's that fantastic. Um, I have so that's the first yeah, I've so ever again, heard of such guys, a technology. Guys, in a couple of days, Apple's gonna invent the smartwatch too. Just so you know. <laughs> well, I mean, stay tuned for that. There are smartwatches out there, but is it truly a smartwatch until Apple does it? <laughs> People I don't, don't want it until Apple does it. A watch. I hope no. they don't. It'd be weird if they did. It'd be very non-Apple to call it a watch. Because I don't think its main purpose will be telling time. Although maybe it would work because I don't think the iPhone's main purpose is making phone calls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was. It's been discussed widely over the over this weekend, a little bit beforehand, that it will have a mobile payment system built in. Uh, and they've they've already set up terminals and stuff with all kinds of uh, establishments, businesses, places like Walmart ha will already have these terminals within a couple weeks of uh, the phone actually coming out. Why didn't they have them already? Because Google and Android having some devices that had NFC chips didn't Rob, encourage actually, enough people. I actually can't tell if you're being facetious or not. No, I'm serious. It didn't. No, the, all the credit card swipers—they all have like NFC built into them. Right, but they don't—they—they they work with Easy Pay. They work with Visa and Mastercard, but they don't work with phones. Not in Canada, at least. Are you sure? Not in Canada. Google Wallet doesn't work in Canada for NFC. Is that because of the Google Wallet aspect, or because of the NFC technology aspect? Well, I'm not, I'm not too sure on whether, like, I assume I assume in a perfect world the NFC, like, that's in an Android phone, like the Nexus 5, yeah. is or compatible with the Nexus with it. 4, actually. See, Nexus yeah, 4 is actually not. It's that far back. The, yeah. yeah. 
I assume Sorry, it's the same. You're spoiling my point, Mike. <laughs> that that NFC, sh- I w- imagine, is compatible with smartphone NFC, but I've been it like stupider things have happened. Yeah. No, it, standards that. Yeah, that's the idea. Is that they're backwards compatible with all the the devices yeah. that are out there that can take NFC? But it's the main hurdle now is to get an app that can communicate with the device. You know, whether it's Google Wallet or you know, like a TD mobile payment app or whatever. Right. Um, and I think that's the main issue now is that there aren't a whole lot of apps that are compatible with the devices. But the device, yeah. like the NFC itself, is compatible. Right. And and at a certain point, there there's a there have been people talking about how taking out your phone to make a payment is just as bad as taking out your wallet to make a payment. And so the the really interesting thing would be if this whatever device that they also release that goes on your wrist can make payments through your phone, then suddenly you're just walking around and like you tap and it's paid. Mm-hmm. I've actually um, heard arguments made for like in favor of using a phone over an actual wallet because yeah, oh yeah, the frequency with which you check your phone is so far greater than the frequency you check your wallet with, so you realize it's lost or stolen like that, as opposed to, you know, half a day later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually you're standing in line on your phone, and you have to put your phone away to pull your wallet out. So you already have (laughs) your phone out, then you just tap it. I hadn't even thought of that. That's brilliant. (laughs) Why have they not done this sooner? The one thing that I have an issue with that I want to get your guys' take on is the talk about how NFC doesn't require any second token of authentication. There's absolutely no second step. Like, if you had... There, there are wireless terminals that, that uh, are for payments that have NFC built into them. What is stopping people from like walking around with one of these things, charging a payment to it, and then just, like, tapping someone on the butt with it and charging $100 to their card. Or whatever the... I guess $50 is usually the limit. Like, okay. what's to stop someone from doing that? And if it's a watch, it's even more because it's, like, right out there. It's like, oh, I accidentally bumped into you. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly $50 is gone. Like, well, I, I... There's one... The, the new Visa card from Tim Hortons... Can act as a TIM card and it can act as a credit card, and you have to push a button on the card to tell tell it which one you want to use. I would argue that that's a pretty good like having a button that you press on your credit card or on whatever thing. Like the the payment mode or whatever will only be active when you're holding down the button. If you're not pressing the button, it won't work. But I like the current way. I don't know. I've I've never I've n- I haven't heard anybody having their money stolen that way. But it seems weird to me that, in theory, it would be that easy. Well, I mean, a good security measure would be kind of like what a lot of Bluetooth devices have, in which they're only discoverable for like a thirty-second period or something like that. So you could just say like, "Okay, I'm ready to pay now. Tap, and then it's over." I mean. I feel like that would be a good solution, but... Yeah. No, I agree. I don't... It's so far from what I've seen, I haven't seen any ways of addressing that problem, but it, it seems like there are several ways that you could pretty easily. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd also like to point out how unfortunate it is 
that we, a Canadian podcast, couldn't talk about Tim Hortons while it was still a Canadian company. <laughs> we we never talked about Tim. We never mentioned Tim Hortons. I don't think so. I think we did on multiple occasions for sure. Just, uh, maybe the sale hasn't quite gone through yet. Maybe they're still Canadian. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna hope they're a tax haven for Burger King and thus like. <laughs> 3G capital or something like that? You think that's why they bought them, to put tax money here? We have tax laws, too. It's Ireland. We have a lower corporate tax rate than yeah, the United States. Yeah, there are places even lower tax rates that people traditionally go to, unless they're closing their tax loopholes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll again. Sorry. <laughs> We should talk about the Tim's card more, though, because that sounds really cool. Yeah, I mean, I I have I don't go to Tim Hortons and I don't use, like I don't use Tim cards, but uh, the technology seems really cool. Like if you if I had a, a Visa slash uh, debit card that I could pick which one I wanted, then you wouldn't have to carry around two cards. You could just, I think that'd be really cool. See, I'm not gonna stop carrying around a credit card or a debit card, even if I had, you know, like my mobile payment option because some places may not accept the mobile payment now, or okay. withdraw cash or whatever. I agree. I agree with you but that same argument was made about cash a very short time ago and now most people don't carry yeah. cash. But see, even still I get burned sometimes when places are cash only have to go somewhere else. So that's their loss of business but I still run into that. Right, no, 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 and and that does happen, but that's that that business is like it's not expensive to get a, that system. System, and it's way more convenient for everybody. Like you get a, you could get a square card payment thing and just plug it into your phone. Like mm-hmm. usually in those kinds of situations, it's not unless they have a an ATM there. It's not like oh, your cash only. I'll just give you some of the cash I have. Normally it's like, oh, either they have to go and maybe come back or they're just going to leave. Yeah. There, there are certain bars and stuff that can get, get away with it. I think we sort of let it go more, but I don't think it's... I think that's going to start to be more and more rare. It already is, but yeah. even more. I almost want to go around like as an unsolicited salesperson for Square just being like... <laughs> When I go to a bar and I see that they only take cash, like, did you know that this thing costs ten dollars, and they will give you ten dollars credit when you get it, like when you set it up, <laughs> and you can take credit cards. I don't know. I I've seen actually. Um, there was there's a bar here called Mercury Lounge that I went to last fall, and like a bar was using Square Card readers, just on it, like just plugged into an iPod sitting next to the bar, like. Mm-hmm. Any establishment could do that very easily. Yeah. I did that too. I can't remember where though. It was so weird because they like handed the iPad to me when I needed to pay. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I can't touch Apple devices. <laughs> Doing this myself. Yeah, like I had burns on it or burns on my hands the day after. It's awful. <laughs> Are you saying you're an Android vampire? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> You can't touch Apple products or you get burnt. Oh, no. Yeah, so, like, if you show me the Apple logo, I'm like, <laughs> So, um, Mike, you 
you've mentioned to me this week that you are thinking about seeing, talking about switching to iPhone from Android. Yes. Mike, we need to have a serious talk. <laughs> Rob, cut this off. We need to have a talk. No, but we're going to have a talk right now. So tell me number one reason why that could happen. Uh, just because Apple's, both Apple's taken some good ideas from Android, especially with this new, new iOS they're coming out with, and Google hasn't taken as many good things from Apple. So because I think, there are no good things from Apple, Mike. <laughs> but I, I think I think Apple's caught up to Android, where there's really no reason to not go with Apple. Before it was like Android has this, Apple doesn't have this. But now it's kind of like I, I I don't know what it is that I can say that that's still the case, yeah. except for the, the the sharing versatility that the Android operating right, system. Right, but that's offers. coming. That's coming to Apple. Well, Same with their keyboards. No, I, no, I, no, it is. No, I'd have to I'd have to see and yeah. experience it and see how it works. But if that's the case, then yeah, there'd be no reason for me to stay with Android anymore. Not yeah. exclusively and saying, oh well. It'd be more based on the device itself and be like, yeah, this is a really good device. Yeah. From from what I've seen using iOS 8 in beta, the, like developers haven't made these extensions yet, but in places where you can see where it'll be like share to and then they'll give you a list of mm-hmm. uh, the apps you can share to. And right now it's just like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, whatever, whatever thing it can that's already built in. But you there's an edit button at the top of that list and you can actually rearrange them as well and remove ones that you don't want necessarily want visible. Hmm. So I think it's going to be really good in that it's customizable. And you like even on Android, you get this long list of things in some cases where it can share to, and you're like, I'm never going to Android yeah. beam something to someone. That's I can remove this from the list. Yeah. So yeah, I, same thing with uh, extensible keyboards. I'm really excited because after two months of using the Nexus Five with the swipe keyboard, or the, well, the built-in Google keyboard that has swipe. Um, I'm really excited that that was one of the, the main things that really annoyed me coming back when I would use the Android the Nexus for a bit and then come back. I just want to start swiping around, like especially if I'm laying in bed and I just have one hand and I don't want to pick up the phone. It's just way easier to just move your finger around. Yeah. Well, I th- think about like Android and Linux in general, I mean you're kind of on the leading edge and, you know, improvements can more easily make their way into the core than with iPhone. Mm-hmm. Also, it's like, you know, half the price, so there's that. <laughs> I think going back also to... I'm poor. Going back to the customization of the menu, I think, I'd imagine, I can't see it not being the case, that if you put, like, you know, a custom ROM on your Android phone, that some would allow you to edit your your share to list and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. If you're a power user enough to go to that extent, you know I'm not. I don't go. I'm not a custom wrong. But if it were easy, thing, you would. Sure. Yeah. No. I I I'd agree. Yeah. And there there's also been talk that even though this phone this new iPhone's getting bigger, which is pretty much confirmed at this point, that they're going to have some kind of one-handed mode where a Nexus 5 would be really annoying to hold in one hand and, and type on, even with swipe. But what I'm picturing, I don't know if, if either of you have ever used, I know, Nick, you probably didn't have experience with this, your brief touching of an iPad, but you can split the keyboard apart with your thumbs and then type on either edge with your thumbs. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm something like to... that, where you can... What? 
I'm going to have to stop you. I actually apparently have no idea what you mean when you're talking about extensible keyboards. So, like, on Apple, you have one keyboard. You have the Apple keyboard, and it pops up whenever you need to type something. But okay. on Android, you can install other keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. So Apple's getting third-party keyboards. They're, it's slightly oh. different. Their, okay. their interpretation of it is going to end up being more secure. A lot of the time, the keyboard's going to be sandboxed, and when you need to enter a password, it's going to go to the default secure keyboard. Okay. Um, I thought you were saying, yeah. like, there was going to be a new generation of, like, Oh no! The flip phone kind of things, and you're like, and it comes apart, and I was like, no, on, on the on? iPad, I could actually very easily grab it. It's right behind me, but you can basically grab the keyboard with your thumbs in the center and pull them apart, and it'll split into two tiny little phone-sized keyboards where your thumbs are, and so you can type like that. Yeah. Kind of like an and ergonomic can... keyboard that has like the two yeah. halves of the keyboard. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm picturing that. On iPhone, you would just grab it with one thumb and swipe it to the side that your hand is on, and then it would shrink down to the normal this size keyboard, and because that's easy to type with with uh, one hand. I'm imagining something like that if they have this one-handed mode. Could you potentially give Mike and I a talking point while you grab your iPad? <laughs> uh, talk about how it's three feet behind me. <laughs> So that iPad, actually, I'm a little upset because I feel like it's a meter behind him and not three feet, and this is Canada, and this is future chat, and I think metric is the measurement system of the future. It's the measurement system of the present. (laughs) You would assume so, but we're using (laughs) phrases like three feet. Okay, you guys ready to see this? Here it comes. So here's the full-size keyboard. Okay. You grab it from the middle and pull it apart. Oh, neat. Yeah. So I'm picturing something similar on the phone where you would just grab uh, grab it with one thumb and pull the keyboard across, and it would slide It would slide neatly into the sh- shape that you could type with one hand. Hmm. That would be I'm neat. Hoping. That would be cool, but yeah. um, that's just the first thing I thought of, and it. I didn't go any further because I thought that was pretty cool. So we'll see. <laughs> they had years and years to think of what they would do. Um, so yeah, it's stuff like that that makes me want Apple. Even though I really like Android, there are enough little things that just aren't as... I don't want to say intuitive, because that's not really the right word. There's not stuff that... It's just Familiar? less painful on Apple. What did you say? Familiar. Like, you're familiar with the Apple, so... No, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty adaptable. Like I, I could use Windows Phone pretty easily. Like I know how phones work. I'm not, they're not pain points in getting to know a phone. It's just there's a lot of ways in which Android is complicated in some sort of way that makes it less easy to use. And Apple doesn't have, usually doesn't have that problem. There are little nitpicky things that people always bring up, but. They're very, very small problems. Like, they're problems for a very small set of people. And those people don't have to buy iPhones. Like, I don't know what your problem is, Nick. I think you're just anti-Apple more than anything, but... (laughs) I was going to say, like, if I can interject, like, I would... I would never say that Rob isn't adaptable. Like, that's just not a phrase that would ever be uttered. Because 
I mean, remember the time you changed your keyboard from QWERTY to Dvorak? <laughs> like, you actually changed it and then pried off all the keys, and I was like, where's your end, Rob? And you're like, oh, yeah, I switched my keyboard through a few different configurations, and it just it wouldn't connect after a while. Or, like... <laughs> Your time working at McDonald's where you would change the layout of the cash register and other people would open it and go, what the hell is happening here? Yeah, well, I, I got very, very bored in the drive-thru, and so that was my way of coping to give my brain something to do. And it after two, maybe two transactions, it didn't even slow me down. I would just go with a different... <laughs> I don't know. My brain oh, Rob's a genius is the long and short of this. My brain doesn't need familiarity in any of those, yeah, I mean... My whatever. brain doesn't require such things. It is not <laughs> It is not hindered by these matters. Uh, Trivialities. <laughs> I should note that there are also crippling problems that this raises, but that's fine. That's another discussion. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Mike. Yes. Let's talk... You are very interested in smartwatches, and so I'm interested to see... What I want to know what would make you pick the iWatch. What's the like one or two things that would make you pick the iWatch over any of the Android phone watches we've already seen? Yeah. Well, at, at this point, I'm. It's probably pretty safe to assume that iWatch isn't going to be compatible with an Android phone. I think that's fairly safe to say. So not in any sort of meaningful way. Based on I'm that, inclined to agree. Based on that, I probably wouldn't actually buy it. I just want to see what features it has to kind of see, okay, well, Apple has this right now. Is the next generation of the 360 going to be integrating those things at some point, too? So that, that's kind of where I want to see what the iWatch brings out, because it's like, if the iWatch is six months ahead of everyone else, then I'd rather wait six months for the current smartwatches to improve to that point as well. Interesting. I've heard people say that the Apple... In a lot of their developments, like sometimes they, they took a really long time to incorporate LTE. They took a really long time to incorporate, if they do, NFC. Uh, their camera technology has, in megapixels at least, lagged behind, although some, some people might call that a pro for a couple of reasons. Um, they've exactly been very like slow to adopt. Sorry? It's exactly like that commercial where, you know, they were... I think it was Samsung or something like that came out with an ad saying, oh, yeah, my phone has this and this. Well, like, everyone's waiting in line ostensibly for the iPhone release. It's like, oh, maybe our phone will have that next generation. <laughs> <laughs> Although normally when Samsung talks about it, it's some kind of gimmicky thing that nobody would ever use anyways. <laughs> They're like, oh, hey, we can just put our phones together and then they'll share pictures between it. That's like, there's very, better ways of doing that. That is very convenient. But not it's more entertaining, entertaining ways of doing it, Rob. Sorry? Not not more entertaining ways of doing it. That's true. I'm, I'm pretty excited for the fact that everybody will soon have AirDrop to share files between Apple devices when they're nearby each other, like within Bluetooth radius. Um, up until now, up until, well, in the latest beta version, it, it is now incorporated, but you could share files between Apple phones and iPads, but not between Apple laptops and computers. 
they were they were both called AirDrop, but they didn't work with, across each other. And so now this latest update that's coming out this fall will fix that. And so you won't need you won't necessarily need Dropbox, even though Dropbox is great. You won't need it to send a file to your computer from your phone or vice versa. Yeah, nobody's questioning the the greatness of Dropbox here. We all like Dropbox. And sponsors. We all like Dropbox until a podcast gets very slightly successful and they send you a <laughs> warning email saying that you your podcast was too successful and we're going to temporarily shut down your account. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> they let you share files, but they only let you share files up to 20 gigabytes of bandwidth per 24 hours. And uh, you can very easily hit that. Apparently. <laughs> With a mildly yeah. successful podcast. Very mildly successful, and it hit it hard. <laughs> you get one warning, and that's it. And the next one shuts down your account permanently. So can we talk about some non-smartwatch or smartphone gadgets for a sec? We can talk about... Think... Yes, go ahead. I think there's a couple that are worth talking about. Um, so the first one, I think the one that's more well-known, like you mentioned the hint... The in-ear Bluetooth that was kind of cool. The her, future. her, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, okay, so there's the Samsung Gear VR. I don't know if you guys saw that. It probably uh, looks like the Oculus Rift for those people who aren't familiar. It's yeah, I'm same same type of VR device, yeah. but the difference with this and I, you guys probably heard about the the Google cardboard. Yeah. The VR little container for your phone. Um, this one kind of operates on the same principle. I think they have a couple lenses in there that enhance the visual aspect. Um, but the concept is kind of the same where you put your, in this case, the Note 4 would be the phone you put in because it has the uh, the display and, the I guess, the right size to put in as well. Um, so you put that in and it kind of, I guess, links with this device and you can basically have virtual reality with just your phone. How does it link? It it powers it powers the device and then your controls are like kind of like on your side. So like you all the controls for the device are on the VR device, but the phone gets put in and actually powers the device itself. That seems horrible. Um, I'd be interested to maybe try it, but having, like, sitting there gaming like this... No, seems... no, 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 it's not like that. Like, it's still a VR device where you have, like, the accelerometer controls, like, as you move your head, and, like, it right, tracks but, like that. But, it, like, you're trying to shoot someone, and you're, like, tapping your forehead. Well, Because yeah. that's so much well, better than, like... Well, what else are you going to do? The controller. Like, I'm sure you'll, you'll, they'll have things where you can have, like, an actual controller, if well, that's yeah. what you're looking I mean, for. I hope so, because that would be... Yeah. yeah. People Are you saying you're not Apple. able to adapt to these things, Rob? This Your is brain kind of like... That? I'm saying there are better ways. Like, yeah. people were talking about how you shouldn't have touch screens because people don't want to hold their hands up to a, a vertical <laughs> screen all day. But you're somehow going to hold your hands up here while you're gaming? No, but see, this is this is like the first-gen... I know, I, I get Where developers, developers haven't had a chance to kind of, like, optimize that and come up but with... But this wouldn't be developers. Stuff. This would be engineers and... Sure, whatever you want to call it. There's developers who that will actually develop the software and the gaming experience, and then you have the hardware guys that come up with controllers and stuff for it. But I think it's a really good start to the VR ecosystem 
and kind of make it accessible to like the average person who's not going to even have heard of the Oculus Rift. Like, and this this device actually is it, it says powered by Oculus, so Oculus has actually contributed <clears throat> to the project itself. So okay. it's good exposure for them, and yeah, it kind of gives some legitimacy behind the technology when Oculus puts their name behind it, kind of thing. So. Um, I don't know, I That's thought that was really cool, and I don't know, I'd be excited to try it, I think. I wouldn't buy I, it at this point, but... I would want to try it, but I wouldn't want to be trying it for a long time. Just look crazy. Yeah. Well, what's, what's next on the list? Okay, so another thing that I came across the other day, and I don't know how new it is. Um, I think it's an Indiegogo or Kickstarter-type project, um, but it's called the Sensor Drone. And I guess it's kind of along the same line as Nick's uh, bionic humidity sensor. Um, this one you plug into your phone. Actually, is it, no, it's Bluetooth connected to your phone. And it's basically like 11 different sensors. So it's like humidity, barometric pressure, um, temperature. Uh, there's like a, lum- a lumens flux mm-hmm. detector sensor a thing. What's capacitor, you could say. Sure. <laughs> um, and, I don't know, six others that... <laughs> I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make a list. You can just Google it. Sensor drone. Yeah. Look it up. That um, sounds fantastic. I would love I that. I know. I know. All I, the data. I know. And it's they're marketing it for people who would, you know, just want to know the data for fun or so, actually use it for, like, some sort of semi-scientific endeavor to collect could data. Could you pair that with, like, a raspberry? I think they already have those for Raspberry Pi. Yeah. Never it's, mind. It's, <laughs> well, it's, it's compatible with any Bluetooth-capable device. It's not limited to just smartphones. So any other device that uses Bluetooth connectivity for a sensor, you can use it with that. I hope that that would... First of all, I hope that there's an app that would yeah. log this data, not just display yeah. it. Yeah. There's, and, there's multiple and, apps that can take the data and you, yeah, you log it and you export it and do whatever you want okay. with it. Yep. And second, I hope that this data is being crowdsourced into some main database where people can see the temperature and pressure and whatever else. Because that would be really useful for climate scientists to know, like to have, if they make thousands or tens of thousands of these, they'd presumably be spread over wherever people buy unnecessary stuff like that. Can Not you imagine, like... Oh, you know how, like, Google can tell you the traffic information from how many people are using Navigate? Can you imagine, like, a Google weather service like that? That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's been, there have been some phones released. Like, I'm not sure. They're sort of on the fringe, not mainstream yet, but phones that have barometric pressure sensors. Yeah. I think a lot of phones have pressure sensors now. Define a lot. I've most never seen new, one. Most new phones? What Maybe? would be the purpose really? of that? I think so. Maybe I'm making think, it up. No. Maybe it's I'm not gonna, most. I've definitely heard no. of it before. It's not uncommon. Yeah, there was this one time, and I heard about <laughs> it, maybe. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure most phones have them now. Vito. <laughs> that is a dangerous assertion, and I am vetoing it. <laughs> <laughs> What's next on your list? Uh, well, then The Hint was one of them. That was one of the cool ones that I saw. And uh, Sony came out with a, I guess, a 
smartwatch type device, but it's almost they're not marketing it as a smartwatch. Like they have their Sony smartwatch three. It's their third shot at the device, and I don't yeah. think any have been successful so far. But they came out with a it's they they call it a smart band, and they actually had a smart band before, and now they came out with a smart band talk. Um, so basically, you can take and make phone calls with this device. And it's actually like not a bad looking device. It's fairly, you know, fashionable and slim and it's it's kind of it's almost like a fitness tracker slash watch slash mic for your phone. Interesting. It's not a standalone device, so you still need your phone paired with does it. it. Only, does it only go with the Sony Xperia three or whatever? Or does it is it I Bluetooth? Can't comment on that. For okay. sure, but I don't, I don't. They the other smartwatches haven't been exclusive to the Sony. The other Sony ones, yeah. The other Sony one. So I can't imagine this one would be, but I can't comment on that for sure. Right. But I, so, it was it was something cool and it it looked good, so I'd be okay. willing to try it out. So. Um. I only want to talk about Samsung briefly, just so we can talk about how terrible it is some more. <laughs> I think that's always a worthwhile activity, just to remind people that Samsung is bad. Um, I think it's important that every six months to a year you go and look. Like I went yesterday to Future Shop and I was looking at a Samsung phone. That I think it was the Note 3 that they had on display, and it's just it's worse than I remember <laughs> last time I looked. The whole thing. I get that they're trying to sell the phone, but the whole thing just had this crazy overlay of sensory information. It was like you'd see in a movie about the future where it's dystopian because there's so much advertising. It was just like, it was ridiculous. And I know a lot of people buy Samsung because salespeople tell them to, but I don't know that many people buy Samsung because they're like, man, I love this TouchWiz or the Tizen or whatever software layer they put over top of it. Can I comment on that? Okay. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, are they like the HP of this <laughs> yeah. smartphone world? Because honest to God, you buy an HP computer and there's just everything. It's like, why not Why not try our smart wizard for this? It's like, no, I can do it on my own. <laughs> Stop junking up my hard drive. Yeah. Okay, so if, if I can comment on that. I've, I, I'm not a fan of the overlay at all. It looks gross. But I think a lot of the functionality that Samsung adds or attempts to add has some merit. And, yeah, some of it's kind of gimmicky, but a lot of it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I don't know. They have this They have this thing where... Gimmicky, that's not a selling point. What's not? Look at all this stuff that it can do. It's cool. I don't know if you'll use it, but it's here. Okay, well, there's there's one that you can put it into extreme power save mode. Like, there's so many times where that would be entirely useful for me. Uh, the Nexus 5, when I was using L, has that. You can set it at a certain battery level. It'll go into... It'll just, it'll lower the level of frame... Like, it'll lower the frame rate. It'll turn down the animations. It'll keep the um, brightness lower than it would be. Like, it, it goes into battery-saving mode. That's like fantastic. This, this, one, this one puts the phone into, like, black and white, limited functionality mode, but it's the kind of thing where, like, if you need to save it in order to, like, text or make a phone call, it will still allow you to do that, but everything right. else is turned off. 
like, include like colors and animations and everything. It basically turns into a regular turns phone. off completely. It just gives you stock <laughs> Android. No. Wow, like, my battery lasts so long now. <laughs> like it's it it basically just turns it into like a phone. Like right. But but no, and that's, if it's at ten percent battery that's life, that's what you want. Is it you want it to be like alive to be use it if you need to kind of thing. Yeah. No, I mean that that is a useful feature. Yeah. It may and, not. Yeah. The multitasking functionality of the note is really cool. Yeah, I see the I see the benefit of it. I just if my if the iPad had that, that'd be great. I just don't see on a phone the screen's not big enough to necessarily merit that. There have been times where I've wanted to switch back and forth, but I, I would want what I'd want to have is two devices like almost glued together. That one is watching a video and the other one's doing whatever. So, so you mean like a bigger phone? Like, I wouldn't, like where we can have two windows side by side. That that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying if I wanted to multitask, I would want a bigger thing. I wouldn't just want like I I would don't want my phone to be bigger. I would want a different bigger thing. Or if it could stretch somehow, or like. I've always thought those those uh, laptops or whatever that, like you can crack open. It's always about size with you. There. <laughs> <they're, laughs> Honestly, I think the future, the gadget that I can envision being sort of the perfect smart thing is something that's phone-sized. You buy it phone-sized, and then you can almost, like, stretch it out like putty to be to, to make the screen larger. It's very futuristic technology that does not exist yet, but that's yeah. what I'm seeing. That's what I would want. Well, they have, like, the, the pad phone from Asus... I like that idea too. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I actually liked. I'd be interested in, in getting one if it wasn't like Asus. But there's nothing wrong with Asus. Well, it's fine. I don't know. They're uh, anyway. But no, that's, it's a cool idea to be able to slide your phone into a tablet and yeah, start using your tablet. Yeah, I mean, in in that it's cheaper. Yeah. You're not like, duplicating functionality. Like you're not duplicate duplicating devices necessarily. I, I like, yeah, like if I had if I had my phone and I just wanted it to be bigger and I could just plug it into a larger screen and then it would read that out and it would be, it would still have all my stuff on it. It would just be on a larger screen with an iPad display. I, that would be amazing. I would buy that in a heartbeat. But uh, I think there's no cheap, good way to pull that off. And I think Aces tries and they're maybe the closest to it, but it's still not not compelling enough. Mm -hmm. oh, so, I guess, Nick, how are we doing? Are you at all interested in gadgets yet? I'm actually kind of excited. I, uh, In fairness, like when you guys were talking, I thought about another thing that I remembered. And I thought about it. I was like, I wonder... Yeah, it's like those, uh, the watches that are used for fitness tracking and things like that. We talked about this in our uh, sports episode. Yeah, and, and the activity tracking episode. Yeah. That was so, a wearables episode. We I don't know. Activity trackers. Yeah. Either way, we should provide links to those wherever this fine pod or yeah. webcast is found. Um, but yeah, I think that would be really useful for things like my biking and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm also... I'm... 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 
I'm, I'm, I'm more excited for the software aspect of the new gadgets, I think, like, just because it's really neat to see where the whole software functionality is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I, I, the phones themselves are going to continue to incrementally get bigger, I assume. The cameras are going to incrementally get bigger. The software is where you're going to see things take steps forward instead of just, like, tiptoeing. Mm-hmm. I think, okay, I'll give this question to Rob and then Nick can answer it and then I'll answer it. What is your your perfect wearable gadget? I would want something that, again, this is futuristic and the technology don't, doesn't Don't be yet. too futuristic because we no, want to at least talk within the realm of... I would want a band that has like maybe a little screen to tell you, like almost like a pager screen, but probably more high resolution. And it would have the ability to like you know those uh, those bands that you'd like snap on your wrist and it would fold up. <laughs> yeah. I would want that, but it would slide out. Like you'd be able to pull it out and it would unfurl from inside, and there'd be a, a bigger screen there, and you'd like snap it into place, and then you could type something on your. It would be like in the future where you'd have like Buzz Lightyear with his wrist okay. computer. That's what I would want. Okay. Okay, so but it would also want? slide back in to be a, a little band. What with, about the realm of possibility within the next five years? Even I two can years. See that happening okay. with curb, what they're doing with flexible displays within five years, I think that's possible. Okay, what about two years with current technology? For the sake of argument, and to be difficult, I'm going to say I still think it's possible within two years. I think what you really want, Rob, is like when they first discovered graphene, like, and they said, oh, yeah, we could use this for like really flexible electronics and stuff like that. And then they had people with like just bands that they snapped around their wrists and like typed and looked and stuff. Like, that's what you want, I think, is the marketing stuff from when they discovered graphene. Exactly. Is that so hard to like? That's not too much to ask. Just give me that. You're right. Unless you have a brain link. Can they like put it? I was gonna. Say, the next thing I was gonna say, like, uh, like short of a brain link up or a brain chip, <laughs> what more could Rob I'm ask the for? First volunteer for that brain link thing. Just give it to me. Mainline it right into my. Hook it into my up. veins. <laughs> Is that? Did that answer your question at all? No. Okay, within within two months, two months possibility. What's your ideal wearable device? Okay, so it would be something. Ideally, it would be standalone, but I know that would make it bigger. Like you wouldn't need a phone, but it would be a little thing on my wrist that I don't know if they the flexi keyboard would be the solution, but some, maybe some keyboard that allows you to type a full alphabet in a smaller space. And it would be a full phone, and it would have an app store, and it would have app features and all that. But that's that's pretty simple. I don't. So you'd want a phone on your wrist, basically. Battery, yeah. Battery is the only concern that I would have at that point, because you can only fit so much battery into this tiny space. Yeah. Either that, or it would charge inductively to stray magnetic fields or whatever. <laughs> I think that would be the biggest. Honestly, that would be the biggest help for me tech-wise. Would be to have. The exact same stuff we already have, but with better, a lot better battery, like ten, seven times better battery. 
you get a week instead of a day. Nick? Is that, is that good? Yes, that was mean. satisfactory. So, the question once more? Your ideal wearable gadget. You, it would you, probably be like a fitness tracker sort of thing. Although, again, from one of our earlier episodes, like they had that thing, the Leo, that clamps around your leg to measure everything, basically, about or your workout. Cool, I believe. <laughs> That's something different? No? The witch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, it was like a thing that would strap around your leg, so if you're running or if you're... Uh, biking or whatever, it would like give you feedback on how your muscles are doing, so it would tell you like when to stop and take a rest, when to hydrate, when to eat, things like that. Mm-hmm. But if you could have something that would pair with that, but not be you know, like something that would attach to your wrist so you can easily look at it, as opposed to busting out your phone, which probably has a much more limited battery life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's what I'd want. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So, what about you? For me, right now, I think I'm I'm waiting for the autonomous standalone devices to be developed a bit more, um, because I think I'd want to have the capability to just leave my phone at home or wherever, and just be able to grab my watch and <clears throat> head out. Yeah. If I didn't want to bring my phone with me, like say if I'm going to go like yeah for a bike ride or a run or whatever, and then I can just leave my phone because chances are I might not have pockets, and if I do, I'm not going to want to hold a phone in it while I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to be able to get you know notifications and it doesn't even need a keyboard type thing, like just be able to have voice, voice dictation, yeah. um, take calls, that kind of thing. But it, it wouldn't need like a giant screen. Like I just need like GPS on it to be able to do like tracking of my position, that kind of thing. Mm. And then to get, you know, like, a text or whatever, and then to be able to respond to it just by voice. But it wouldn't need a giant screen. And from my understanding, it's that's 50% of the battery use, if not more. Yeah. Um, so I think the battery aspect could be overcome with that, but I don't know if there's a huge market for that type of thing. Like a small screen, but functional device. Right. Yeah, no. If, I want to change can, my answer to Mike's. If I can append my answer, I think the perfect situation would be having that sort of separate watch thing that I described with the keyboard that wasn't a horrible pain to type on. Um, and then I wouldn't want to have a phone. I would want that to be my phone that had the cellular connection. And then if I wanted more space to read or whatever or type longer things, I would have a tablet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want a phone in that situation. I would want that to be my only thing. Yeah. Would you want like the earpiece type yes. thing? Yeah. Or headphones, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'd want it with Google Listen on it somehow. Google M- Music. Google Music. No, no, it was the partner to Google Reader. So like. Oh, Reader, I remember that kind of. Reader would catch all the podcast updates, and then you could manage the manage the actual playlist through Google Listen. Yeah. That's what I'd want. <laughs> Go podcasts. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
No, that's that's true. That's fair. Is there anything else? Actually, before we go, uh, so this this dream scenario, how much would you pay for that device that is perfect for you? Two hundred and fifty dollars. Two fifty. That's it. Yeah. Three hundred if it's like really good, and it's the only device I'll ever need. That's it. You're already paying more than that for the device you, the only device you need now. <laughs> and it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> no, but you're not getting as much stuff for this like watch. If like you're the making phone something has way smaller, more power. It costs more. It costs more to for an iPhone than it does for an iPad. I don't want a full iPhone functionality in a watch, though. I guess. If it's gonna have a long battery life, it's gonna need to be more expensive. I just need 24 hours. Okay. That's all I need. How about you, Nick? Your health tracker saying how much? Oh, for just that? 200 350 if it can do the podcast thing, because I would take that in on other places than uh, health trips. <laughs> All right. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, that was the other <laughs> thing. that I need, I need music playback on my device. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would have Bluetooth, so that would, and it would have some storage, be it right. eight or sixteen or whatever gigabytes. Yeah. I would pay at least for that cell phone replacement. I'd pay at least seven hundred. Because yours is a crazy futuristic device. What? Yours is a crazy yeah. futuristic device. Exactly. What do you pay for the sleeve, Rob? <laughs> or is that what you're talking about? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Considering I glass. Pay, like, I would pay over a thousand for the sleeve because that sounds amazing. <laughs> Considering it glass is fifteen hundred, then you'd think that that one would be in that same realm. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't pay fifteen hundred for Google Glass. Google Glass. I might pay three or four hundred for Google Google Glass in its current form. If it was better, then I would consider paying more. Yeah. Okay. By the way, they released uh, the Google Glass on the Play Store. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Neat. Go check that out. Shout out to Google Glass, the Ooh. unadvertised product from Google. You can get it now. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? No? Um, that's probably pretty good. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if... Well, I know you guys are aware, but we're now on Stitcher Radio, which is pretty exciting. Woo! <laughs> Go Stitcher. Uh, I've started using it a little bit. I don't know if it's going to necessarily replace, because I like Apple's podcast app because it syncs now between uh, everything. It keeps your position and it keeps all the episodes. Um, but it's it's pretty, it's, ni- it's nice because it's got a good search feature and, and obviously this podcast shows a pretty high in search, so I'm compelled to like it more. Maybe that's part of their plan. But they're also very good. They will they'll send out tweets to promote when new episodes of your show come out. Which is yeah. pretty cool. I've um I noticed some traffic on my blog from a thing called Feedspot. And it's attempting to be the Google Listen replacement. Okay. And I'm like what better way to advertise that you could have this functionality or Google Reader, Google Listen replacement, but what better way to advertise that than to, like, give traffic to 
blogs so that the actual content creators themselves are like, oh, hey, look at this. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But along um, the same lines of Stitcher. Yeah. So before we do go, I just want to say we got we have two questions in our Q&A app, which is really exciting. Two? And, two, wow. Yeah, one, one is actually completely relevant. So I'll, ask, I'll pose it to you guys first. Um, uh, this is... So they, they're asking which gadget will shift tablets from the market. So tablets are kind of... They're, they're good. <clears throat> like, I really like my tablet, but eventually they'll be replaced. Uh, like, the, the reading thing is... Do you think there's something that will push it out, and what do you think might do that? Hmm. Well, tablets right now are being used for content consumption. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if anything will replace tablets. Do you? What about something like, a not a better Google Glass, but something that yeah. is sitting. I was I was just thinking about that. Like, well, glass it like projects it into your eye, which is cool. But I, if you're gonna watch a movie, I wouldn't want a movie projected onto my eye. You would want it projected onto your eye from further away than that. Well, if it filled my eye. <laughs> So I yeah. just like shut my eye and then all I saw was a movie. What if what if there was a device and maybe this is thinking too far into the future. What if there was a device that you like it sat on your head or or you didn't have to hold it or anything. But Oh, it, I got it. Virtual reality. Yeah. So yeah. It, it kind of pre it made it seem like you were just watching a movie in a theater yeah. or something. Yeah. But I'll go with that. Virtual reality. Like sitting at home. Where you put your phone into the device and it's virtual reality for the content that you want to like, see. Like a hologram or something. Well, it just, it, how it, would work. it just fills your field of vision. Yeah, yeah I think that's a perfectly reasonable answer. Yeah. Although I think, like, given the current capabilities of things, I'm pretty sure, like, watches are more likely to slay smartphones than yeah. anything yeah. is going to displace it. Like, the only thing I can think of that's currently available is a notepad, and people have pretty roundly said that they don't want notepads. They would rather a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The only thing that's gonna come that's gonna come to replace laptops is thinner laptops. Yeah. Yeah. Or or tablets with keyboard and port abilities. Yeah. Like I've thought about why or like things that I don't want to use my laptop for, and it's mostly like stuff that I should have a server for, pretty much. Yeah. So, so uh, that's why I have a server. Then? My server is great. You have a server. My computer is a server oh, in every in every okay. possible way of the meaning of the word. It is a server. It's accessible from the web and it has everything on it. Yeah, it's a server. I don't doubt that in the least, Rob. <laughs> so virtual reality—that's the answer we're going with. I think or just yeah, something reality. that fills your field of vision. Yeah. Okay. Good. So the the last question is not so much a question as something that I'm going to pose to you and then we're going to pose back to the asker. So what will be the most exciting thing about this future chat? This and future so, chat or future chat in general? Both. <laughs> so I want to first pose it back and say, what do you think is the most exciting part about future chat? And 
then say that my most exciting part about Future Chad was when we talked about the Motorola Hint, because, man, that thing looks cool. I'm excited. I'm excited, or the exciting part was about the virtual reality, I think. I think that has... We're just, we just talked... The thing we just talked about and talked about earlier in the show, yeah. I think like you know it's just starting out, and I'm excited to see where it's gonna go. How about you, Nick? I think so. It's the most exciting part of this future chat. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I think the exciting part is the whole speculation itself, sitting down and wondering what the fruits of human endeavor are going to be in the coming weeks and months and even years and decades. Like Yeah. I think that's just tops. That's a good answer. We we actually are the world's greatest philosophers, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure like having no formal background in philosophy is doing a lot for me in that <laughs> yeah, regard. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh we we got a comment uh, thanking us for answering that question, the first oh. one. Oh, sweet. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you, valuable thank you, thank listener. You yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to wrap it up. And anything you guys want to say last minute, go uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and listen. There are actually lots of people on iTunes now. The side chats get about 30 downloads and the tech chats get a little bit less than that, but getting up there. Yeah, leave us a review. Tell us, tell us what you think about our show, and yeah, we'll leave a review that's more than two stars, like the one yeah. we got. Even, even <laughs> if it is, even if it is two stars, every bit of criticism no, leave, helps. Send us an email if it's if you're going to leave a two star review. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also want to just talk about our next week before we go too. Next week we're talking food science, and we have a special guest. Anna Ahn's going to be joining us. We're going to talk all kinds of nutrition stuff. We're going to talk... The Anna on is going to be on the, the show. On. Wow. Uh, fans exciting. of the show will remember Keegan on from a few episodes, and uh, this is his wife. Very exciting. She works in food science. She's going to talk to us all about nutrition and processed food and all that good stuff, or not so good stuff, as we'll, we may find <laughs> out. <laughs> so on that note, we'll wrap it up. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Oh, wait, can I can I make a plug? Really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't let me talk, Rob. You just flowed. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Vodka and Equations, last article. I'm actually looking for feedback on people's experience with uh, washroom graffiti. Yeah. Just Google wa- uh, Vodka and Equations and you'll find it. I'm, we'll put a link. Um I, I am going to give feedback. I was just out when you posted it, and so I didn't get a chance. But I'm I was, really uh, excited, I Rob. I got stuff to add, so that's good. good. All right, you guys ready to wrap this up? We'll mute it out, and then uh, see you next week. See you guys. Huzzah. Toodaloo. Okay, thanks for joining us for Future Chat. Hope you had a good time, and we'll see you next week.